Good morning and happy Wednesday to you. It is February 1st and I'm Adam Wright. You are listening to Roadmap to Heaven live on Covenant Network. We are happy to be with you today. Let's begin our day, I should say, let's begin our month of February in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we're happy to begin the month with you as it is the beginning of the month and it is a Wednesday. We uh, take note of the fact that Friday will be our first Friday of February and Saturday our first Saturday. What does that mean? Well, for those who may not be familiar, on Friday we are called to our first Friday devotions. And that includes going to Mass, receiving Holy Communion, praying in honor of the Sacred Heart of our Lord, and in reparation for sins against the Sacred Heart of our Lord. And by the way, the Holy Face devotion is one of those things we've been talking about over the last couple weeks, and it's a great way to pray in reparation for sins, uh, particularly against the first three commandments, which, you know, there's a lot of overlap there with sins against the Sacred Heart of our Lord. Lots of great prayers we can pray for that. And then on Saturday, we're called to make a good confession, go to Mass, receive Holy Communion, pray the Rosary, and meditate for 15 minutes upon the mysteries of the Rosary. That's in addition to praying the Rosary. And um, that's a request direct from the Blessed Mother at Fatima, direct from her to the children, asking them to spread that devotion, that on five consecutive first Saturdays we would do that. And if you've already made five, start over, start the clock on another five, you know, Lather, rinse, repeat is what the shampoo bottle says. Well, I say, pray the rosary, pray the rosary, pray the rosary, and repeat, you know. So the other great thing about that is it's a good reminder for us to make that monthly confession. And whether you're in a state, if you're in a state of mortal sin, go to confession as soon as possible, right? But if you're not, and you say, well, you know, we've been learning that venial sins are forgiven during the penitential rites of the Mass, and a couple other ways. Well, yes, but every priest who said that on our airwaves, on our show, also says you should make a good regular devotional confession, even if you are not in a state of mortal sin. And they all give that same interval, about one month. And they go so far as to say it's those devotional confessions, frequently, once a month at least, that help keep us out of sin. It's not just about confessing the sins that we have committed. It's about helping keep us out of sin. It's about grace. And so the Blessed Mother asks us to go. By the way, Friday, uh, you know, we always talk about first Saturday, second, because Friday comes before Saturday. But if you are in a state of uh, grave sin and you're not properly disposed to receive Holy Communion and you're like, well, hold on, I got to go to confession Friday and Saturday then? No, actually, the Blessed Mother gives you a little bit of leeway time. If you go to confession, you know, today, tomorrow, Friday morning before you go to Mass so that you can receive Holy Communion on Friday, that's a good confession that counts for Saturday as well. That is, uh, well, that's all we need to say about that for now. More on that later this week. On the show today, we're going to be talking with Father Wade, wrapping up our conversation. We're also going to be talking with Steve Wood, continuing our conversations on youth and worldview. For our radio listeners, we've got some extra segments for you as well. But now let's go to Mike Roberts in today's weather. Today is the feast day. 
of St. Bridget of Ireland. Born in Ireland in the mid-5th century, Bridget's mother, Broca, was a slave who had been baptized by St. Patrick. Her father was an Irish chieftain who promptly sold Bridget's mother when he discovered she was pregnant. From childhood, Bridget was filled with faith and generosity, always looking for ways to help those struggling around her. At one point, she gave away all of her mother's butter. When Broca became upset by this, Bridget restored the supply of butter through prayer. At the age of 10, Bridget was sent back to her father and once there, quickly resumed her habit of giving away anything she thought necessary to help those in need, which became more than just a little bit exasperating for her father, who took her to a local king to try to sell her. But the king had heard of Bridget's generosity and recognized the beauty she had in her heart, which was filled with faith. So he witnessed this firsthand when he saw that she had given away his jeweled sword. Seeing this, instead of being angered, the king said simply, her merit before God is simply greater than ours. And the king convinced Bridget's father to set her free. She refused to marry and asked the Lord to remove her beauty, which he did, returning it after she took her final vows as a nun. And when she took those vows, she took them from St. Patrick, who mistakenly used the form for priests. When this was pointed out to him, he said, so be it. She is destined for great things. Bridget went on to found a monastery at Kildare, the first of several she would build for both men and women. And she also opened a school for art and metalwork. Over time, Bridget and St. Patrick became very good friends, and they, along with St. Columba, are the patron saints of Ireland. She died in 525. St. Bridget of Ireland, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Okay, so as we get started today on Roadmap to Heaven, I want to share this, uh, a couple points from this article on Catholic News Agency this morning. The title of the article, Mexico Priest Recounts Amazing Confession of Accident Victim He Stopped to Help. And uh, from CNA staff in the CNA newsroom, we read this. Quote, today I was going down the road with my parents and my brother Alex, and at one point a car began to pass us. Suddenly the driver lost control and began to spin through the air. It almost came down on top of us, end quote, the Mexican priest recounted. Quote, we stopped to assist him to see if he needed any help. We called 911, and the young man got out of the car extremely terrified and pale. I told him, I'm a priest. He's a doctor. You need something. And the young man replied, I want to confess. And the priest recounts that it was an amazing confession. This is what Father says. He says, the Lord granted him to be born again. He received the blessing and also a free appointment with the traumatologist. Nothing worse happened. I hope we never forget to commend ourselves to God and the Virgin before any trip. What a what a fantastic thing that a priest happened to be there and his brother, a traumatologist or his dad. I'm not sure if his brother, his dad or his mom that was the traumatologist, but all there when this happened and that this young man gets out of the car, was able to get out of the car on his own and say, I want to confess. And it's good. A good reminder for us, whether we make regular confessions and I don't know if the young man did or not or whether it's been a long time and we say, is it too late for me to come back? The answer is no, it is not too late. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Memorare to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who implored your help and sought your intercession were left unaided. Full of confidence in your power, I fly unto you and beg your protection. 
Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty, hear and answer me. Amen. The last time Steve Wood was with us, we started answering these questions to help us form a proper worldview, and more specifically, to help the youth of today form a proper worldview. It's absolutely essential. And we started with the question, where do I come from? It's an essential question so that we can also ask this next question, where am I going? And uh, Steve, as much as I'd like to think I could just pop on the GPS in my car and it's going to tell me where to go, I think God's got something different in mind for that. Well, it does. And and again, we're trying to work through the basic questions that form the outlook on everything, like when information and questions about morality and everything else is presented to a an adult or a young person, they view it in a Christian way. I'm going to tie together our first question, where did I come from, with our second question, where are we going, from a passage in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, section 282. Try to write that down if you're not driving. Section 282, and this is straight out of the Catechism, quote, Where do we come from? Where are we going? What is our origin? What is our end? The two questions, the first about the origin and the second about the end, are inseparable. They are decisive for the meaning and orientation of our life and actions. And that last sentence, they are decisive for the meaning and orientation of our life and actions, another word for that is simply worldview. And so you're not just lost in the world, you have to have answers to these two questions. And just like to remind parents that they found out that teaching worldview changes young people's views on morality and actually behaviors, their moral behaviors, more than teaching them Christian doctrine. It doesn't mean we're not going to teach them Christian doctrine, but that the priority and the missing link, so to speak, in the formation of young people are worldview questions, and we have the answers to these, we're ready to go. Well, it's my experience, and, you know, my background, Adam, I was an evangelical pastor, now a Catholic layperson, but both Catholic and Protestant circles there's a, a great fog about this second worldview questions like, where am I going? And you know, there's uh, countless hymns about heavenly mansions um, and kind of like this non-bodily existence of your soul, maybe playing a harp on a cloud. And I can remember uh, seeing a cartoon, I think it was in the New Yorker, it showed two guys kind of on the cloud with their harps and stuff. And one guy just lying down like he's very bored, and he goes, I wish I bought a magazine. And when we approach young people today with all the excitement, the opportunities, and the distractions, and everything else, and say to them, well, we want you to deny yourself, maybe your peer group that might be going in the wrong way, and all the enticements and allurements, so you can go live on a cloud. I'm afraid that's just not going to work. Um, and that's not what the Scripture teaches and prove me wrong. Ask your son or your daughter what they think eternal life will be like after the return of Christ. In other words, the eternal state after 
this period of human history is over, Christ returns, what will eternal life look like, and where will you be? And number one, you'll find that the majority of adults, adults, and youth attend church regularly. When they hear the word resurrection, they think the resurrection of the soul. But when we confess in the creed, it's the resurrection of the body, that the body that goes in the grave will come to life and be very much alive. In fact, it'll be very much like Jesus's body. He rose from the dead bodily, and he built a fire on the beach and cooked fish, talked to his disciples, and told Thomas, put your hand in here. It was a a new, renewed body fit for everlasting life, but it was a real body. That's a number one, that the body's going to have an eternal existence. And then the second question is, where will we be? And I dare say a lot of people think we're going to be up there, wherever up there is. Now, the Catechism very carefully says heaven is where Jesus is. Okay. Now, Jesus right now, I mean, his presence is everywhere, obviously, but, you know, specifically, he's enthroned in heaven. He is up there. But the second coming says he comes back, and you read the closing chapters of the Bible, there'll be a new heavens and new earth with Jesus Christ present on earth. In other words, heaven comes to earth, and heaven is on earth. And there's going to be streams and forests, and it'll be gorgeous. And there will be real people, extended families. There will be birds and trees and animals, except they won't eat each other. There's actually going to be a new heaven, a new earth with new bodies, living with Jesus Christ, living with your extended family, living without war, pain, sickness, death, and have abundance of food and fruits and joy and happiness forever. This is what humans were destined for, and this is kind of a part of the missing link for worldview. If young people can get this one, then it's like, oh, this life, then I really, really is a preparation for a life to come that I can't wait It makes me think of one of my favorite retreat centers, sitting in the rocking chair in the early morning, seeing the mist coming from the river and looking out over the trees, especially in the fall when the leaves are starting to turn. And you say, well, how could this get any better? Well, if our Lord was with us right there, I imagine it would be even more amazing and even better. And it's a great way, uh, it's a great reminder for us, Steve, to think about things as we are told they will be, um, not just what kindergarten Adam thought, that heaven is sitting on a cloud looking at the blue sky for all of eternity. So, I'm, you know, I, I have to admit, I'm a little jazzed up this morning. I really would like to get to heaven and experience that new heaven, that new earth with our Lord and with as many of our listeners as possible. But we have some work to do. We do. Let's get going with the new heavens and the new earth. 
Indeed. Well, Steve, this has been a great question to look at today. Where are we going? And the next one uh, we're going to look at when we reconvene is why am I here? You know, as a father of small children, that's a question we get a lot. Why are we here? What are we doing here? Mm -hmm. What's going on Mm -hmm. here? And yet we ask it ourselves in our prayer and we ask it of God all the time. So until next time, Steve, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Adam. And great to be with you and your listeners. A Prayer to Redeem Lost Time by St. Teresa of Avila O my God, source of all mercy, I acknowledge your sovereign power. While recalling the wasted years that are past, I believe that you, Lord, can in an instant turn this loss to gain. Miserable as I am, yet I firmly believe that you can do all things. Please restore to me the time lost, giving me your grace, both now and in the future, that I may appear before you in wedding garments. Amen. We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We started a conversation about New Year's resolutions. And friends, you can only guess, I got this list from Father Wade Menezes, who loves to give me lists for our conversations. I'd like to just briefly get go through the first 10 again, which are not texts, which are more the doings of things, whether sacramental or sacraments or just a daily spiritual practice. So uh, first of all, I mentioned monthly confession. You know, it's God's tribunal of mercy. He calls it to, that to St. Faustina. Uh, and, and show me a person who goes to confession faithfully once a month, faithfully, 12 times a year, like clockwork. And chances are they won't have mortal sin to confess. It, it's precisely the practice of a monthly confession that is per se keeping them away f- from mortal sin. And that's a beautiful thing. You know, um, Ask Our Lady of Mercy, too, Our Lady, under her title of Our Lady of Mercy, one of her 2,600-plus titles, to help you make a good holy confession in that tribunal of mercy. Weekly Eucharist, this, of course, includes our Sunday Mass obligation, which is an obligation not because we fear God, but precisely because we love Him. Uh, Try, though, to attend uh, one or two weekday Masses, if you're able. You may not be able to because of your schedule. Uh, After all, the Eucharist is the source and summit of the entire Christian life. You should also seek to make a weekly visit to the Blessed sacrament, even if just once a week, if not for a holy hour, at least for 15 minutes, even if it's done on someone's lunch hour, right? Morning offering. Number three, this is a simple practice that every Christian can integrate into his or her own daily life. After all, how do you know that day isn't the day that you're going to die? Uh, It is traditionally said that St. Philip Neri spoke these words each morning upon arising, quote, as his morning offering, O Lord, stay by your Philip today, because if you do not, your Philip will betray you before the day is over, end quote. That's a beautiful, beautiful morning offering from one of our own saints, St. Saint Philip Neri, the founder of the Oratorian Fathers. Uh, you might want to use St. Philip's model or write your own or take one out of your favorite Catholic prayer book. There's many out there, right? Daily rosary, five decades a day. Daily divine mercy chaplain, one a day. You know, the, the five decades prayed reverently uh, takes about 16, 17 minutes to pray, and the Divine Mercy Chaplet only takes about seven minutes to pray. How about doing a power walk each day of your rosary and chaplet side by side while walking? You know, com- be innovative, combine some of these things. You know, I, I know a husband and, and wife with their four children who, when the weather is good, especially during the spring and summer months, they take their eve- early evening walk after supper and they pray the five decade rosary in their neighborhood while walking on the sidewalk in their neighborhood. And they give great witness when they do that. You know, they're, they're all there with their rosaries. What a beautiful thing that is. You know, so again, uh, the, the daily rosary and the daily divine mercy chaplet. Number six, fasting. I've already talked about that. According to the mind of the church, 
cum ecclesia with the church. Don't put yourself supra ecclesia above the church. Put yourself cum ecclesia with the church, fasting according to the mind of the church. And I explained that earlier with the two smaller meals that don't quite equal the one sustaining meal and then nothing in between except for water and or medication that one needs. The two daily examinations of conscience, I've already talked about those, the particular at midday, we're looking at a particular virtue we're trying to advance or a particular vice we're trying to uproot. And then at the end of the day, you look at you, you make the general examination of conscience and you look at your whole day generally, all virtues, all vices. How did you do? And you close it with an act of contrition. Uh, the aspiratory prayers, the short, fervent aspiration prayers. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Psalm 118. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Psalm 23. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, I love you. Save souls. My guardian angel, protect me. O Mary, concede without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. How about each time you pass a Catholic church in your vehicle? O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine, a calling to mind the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. How about each time you pass a cemetery, Catholic or non, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May their souls and all the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. And then a daily liturgical reader or reading uh, is, is very, very big. Uh, if you didn't make it to Mass that day, you still have the Mass readings in that daily liturgical reader. Again, one bread, one body, the word among us. Um, Magnificat. Uh, all three are very, very good. There's other ones out there that are Catholic that I'm sure are very good. Um, and then the use of sacramentals. Uh, sacramentals, the Catechism tells us, Adam, are sacred signs which bear a certain resemblance to the seven sacraments, and by means of which spiritual effects, that's with an E, spiritual effects are signified and obtained through the prayers of the church. They can include blessed objects and places such as holy water, shrines, and use of religious medals of one's baptismal name saint or confirmation name saint um, or patron saints in general. Sacramentals can also include blessings of persons, meals, and objects. For example, the blessing of a mother before childbirth, uh, blessings before and after meals, and having one's rosary blessed, which makes the rosary then a sacramental. These practices derive from the baptismal priesthood of all the lay faithful, in which the baptized share is every baptized person is called to be a blessing and to bless, right? Uh, so here you have it. And then the four staple texts again, sacred scripture, the Bible, one chapter a day with some meditation time, catechism of the Catholic Church, five numbered paragraphs daily, lives of the saints, one per week, a good condensed version of a saint per week, and then St. Faustina's diary, another little 10-minute exercise, maybe uh, five paragraphs a day or five paragraphs a week. So by no means you're going to take all of these on, but step by step, little by little, grace by grace. Begin with just a commitment to monthly confession and Friday fasting, for example, or begin with a commitment to monthly confession and the daily Divine Mercy Chaplet, just seven minutes during a walk. So those are my two lists, Adam, you know, the, the temporal resolutions and the spiritual resolutions and how they beautifully coalesce for this body-soul composite that we are. Again, St. Thomas Aquinas, we don't have bodies, we are bodies. We don't have souls, we are souls. That's how intimate and intricate the body-soul compositeness is in the human person with the nine great gifts of this composite reality of the human person, the five bodily powers, the five senses, sight, smell, taste, touch, and hearing, and the four primary faculties of the soul, the intellect, will, memory, and imagination. And gearing all nine of these great gifts which I thank God for in my morning offering as well, these nine great gifts of the body-soul composite 
uh, coalescing them with these temporal and spiritual resolutions. So there's plenty to tackle here, Adam. Yeah, I know. I, I was thinking to myself, if I did try to take both of these lists and draw a line to the corresponding resolution and spiritual exercise, I might as well just fuse the two papers together. It'll, it'll save time and ink <laughs> in that regard. Yeah. But Father, I, I have to tell you, daily discipline is such a, a great assistant to us in this. And I'm thinking of St. Faustina's diary. You know, it's yeah. not a large task to read a paragraph, maybe at the end of your lunch break. And if you work five days a week, wrap up your lunch break with a paragraph of St. Faustina. Or as Father said earlier, maybe on your lunch break, make a visit to the Blessed Sacrament if you're out driving to and from lunch. Um, these short, fervent, aspirational prayers throughout the day, very good at things to keep us on track. Whenever my day starts going off the rails and I'm tempted just to start losing it a little bit in uh, thought or in word, I turn to those aspirational prayers and they usually pull me right back in to where I need to be. That's what I meant when I said they help us practice the POG, I like to call it, the presence of God throughout the day, because we do say them throughout the day. And you can just pick one and stay with it the whole day or mm -hmm. pick pick two and stay with them and then train your mind to learn them through memory. And then, uh, you know, you're walking into the store, my guardian angel, protect me, which isn't far-fetched today, right? right. Uh, my guardian angel, protect me as you go into the store to shop. Indeed. Father, I cannot thank you enough for helping us set some resolutions for the new year for those of us who have have not yet. These well, are all wonderful things. Well, you are inspiring yourself, and I want to encourage you, especially as a young dad and, and, a, and a husband and a father, uh, more power to you. It's a message I give to the guys when I preach to them, especially at men's retreats or father-son retreats. It is important to take care of ourselves. We're, you know, you guys, you married guys, are the priest of the home. You're the Christ figure of the home, and so I encourage you in that. So uh, good things are happening out there, Adam. Amen. Father, could I ask you to close us out with prayer and, and a blessing? Adam, may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit descend upon all of our Covenant Network listeners and remain with each and every one of you this day and always, St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Pray for us. By the way, Adam, did you get my pack of St. Joseph, Terror of Demons ink pens that I sent you? They have been received and they have been distributed to everyone I could think to give one to before running Great. out. So, Great. Father Wade Menezes from the Fathers of Mercy, it's always great to speak with you. Friends, thank you for tuning in to Roadmap to Heaven. We've got more for you. Stay tuned. A prayer for Daily Neglects Eternal Father, I offer thee the Sacred Heart of Jesus with all its love, all its sufferings, and all its merits. First, to expiate all the sins I have committed this day and during all my life. Second, to purify the good I have done poorly this day and during all my life. Third, to supply for the good I ought to have done and that I have neglected this day and all my life. Amen. We are midway through the week and we're asking ourselves that question, why does hope not disappoint? Because we know, Patty, hope does not disappoint. So take it away with this Wednesday encouragement. Romans 5, 5, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. We're trying to battle those winter blues. We're trying to have super natural optimism and hope this week as we dive into this topic. And again, we have to talk about the things that prevent us from having hope. And I found great hope in reading In Conversation with God, book two, page 461, that said this, the lukewarm person becomes discouraged, 
because he has lost sight of the goal, which is personal holiness and a desire to know and love God more. If we make earthly projects into absolute goals, eliminating from our horizon an eternal dwelling and the goal for which we've been created to love and praise God, then our noblest efforts betray us and they lead us to disappointment. So we've made an idol out of something or someone. That's the bottom line. If we're discouraged, we're frustrated, we're angry, chances are we've made an idol out of that thing or that person. So how do we regain hope? Maybe you can just say to yourself, Jesus, I trust in you when we're worried or we're disappointed about something. Jesus, I trust in you. Maybe we can surrender that surrender novena. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Maybe it's the memorari for you or the prayer of abandonment by Saint by Charles de Foucault. Song might help you regain your hope. Two songs for me that help me regain hope. Beauty Will Rise by Stephen Curtis Chapman. And I love Keep On Hoping by Riley Clemens. Those are both contemporary Christian songs. My favorite Catholic song that we sing at church, Only in God by John Michael Talibut. That helps me regain hope. I will not be afraid. Only in God is my soul at rest. So many songs give me hope. Bible verses can bolster your hope. That's why we're memorizing Romans 5. Hope does not disappoint. Why? Because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. All right. So today, keep memorizing that. Keep telling yourself hope does not disappoint. And do what you can, whatever prayers, songs, look up, whatever inspiration you need to give yourself that supernatural hope and optimism. Keep looking up. I'll give you another song. My Hope Isn't You by Third Day. It's a great one. But now I've got some songs to look up and some scripture passages to go with this beautiful passage of Romans 5.5. Patty, thank you for this encouragement. Well, that's our show for today, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Roadmap to Heaven. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning. In the meantime, be sure to share the Roadmap to Heaven podcast with your friends wherever they get their podcast or you get it. Just look up Roadmap to Heaven by Covenant Network. And while you're doing that, don't forget the Daily Dose of Encouragement, the Saint of the Day, Tom Shrewsbury's Lives of the Saints, Monsignor Witt's Church History, and more available from Covenant Network. For a complete list of our podcasts, go to ourcatholicradio.org and click on Programs. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And by the way, we have that full conversation we've been having with Father Wade over the past three shows. We've got a video of that, if you'd care to check that out. Share it with some friends as they look to begin the new year. In the meantime, don't forget that Friday is First Friday, Saturday is First Saturday. We can't say that enough, so prepare for those devotions now. Until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven. The Blessed Mother wants you to do this, I want you to do this, but mainly she wants you to do this, and that's the most important part. Pray your rosary today.